Welcome to the Keeping It Real Estate podcast with me, Ali Vasquez. I am the team leader of the Vasquez team of Karis Realty Group, and we are based out of Maryland. Let's talk about old homes. Now, although I sell them and although I help buy them, I am not the biggest fan of old homes. And that's not me personally. That comes from me as a listing agent. That comes from me as a buyer's agent. A manageable situation with an old home can quickly become a slippery slope, not necessarily with the home itself, but where people in their minds just kind of roll over the same scenarios over and over again, get scared and back out of a transaction. Let me just give you a little personal anecdote. I went to go see a house from the 1700s. Yes, not 1800s. 1700s with one of my closest friends in the entire world. Shout out Alice, my wife, my life. That's you, baby girl. Okay, so Alice and I went to go look at this house and it was incredible. The land was incredible. The house itself was absolutely amazing. And we all kind of got swept up in the 1700s of it all. You know, we had fantasies going on about being pioneer people. You know, the house itself looked like an incredible museum original floors but then when you kind of sat there we, we we went on the showing and we were there for about an hour and a half just to really kind of soak it all in and it seemed very cool and it seemed all like goals you know this old house we're gonna do this we're gonna do that but when we kind of sat there and really wrapped our brains around it you know you have to think that when you purchase a house that is that old when you purchase a home that is over a hundred years old um, 150 you know that is going to become a part of your personality whether you like it or not, that home is going to become a part of your personality, you know? You can't just go away and kind of leave it by itself. It's going to need repairs. You can't just necessarily, you know, move in and just start living. No, there are certain things that are going to have to be done. There are certain things that can never be done. The house becomes a part of your personality. If that's something that interests you, there are plenty of people out there who it does, then go ahead, have at it. I'm here for you. I'm ready to show it to you. I'm ready to write an offer. But if that's something where you're like, I kind of just want to live, then you need to really take a step back and think about what you're getting into. All right, Allison, I'm sure, you know, I know I've seen your house before. You live in a newer house. I'm sure you, I don't know if you have any experience with older homes, but what questions do you have for me? What are the most common things I'll have to fix? Like right when you move in? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what are the most common things that you're going to have to fix when you move in? Um, generally, I've, my experience has been like making sure air doesn't get into certain cracks. So you live there and all of a sudden you realize that there's not great insulation or that, you know, especially if you move in in the winter, that wind is coming through different windows, chimneys, uh, doors. I mean, definitely caulking, sealing, all of those things. That's a really important uh, aspect of moving into an old home. In my opinion, the kind of the more impactful thing is what is never going to be able to be fixed. And that is a lot of people when we go in for our inspection, they're going to be like, well, this electric panel is outdated. And you know, the electrical system in the house is outdated. Yeah, of course, because the house was created when there was barely freaking electricity, right? So a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to buy it because I have to rewire the whole house. I have to do this. And honestly, there's a lot of things that you just can't ever get done. I mean, whether it's cost prohibitive or just time prohibitive or just keep the nature of the house. And so you have to just forego that and kind of restructure your life around that. Again, those people that have made it part of their personality are like, oh, okay, that's fine. Those people who can't, won't. The name of the game is that you should definitely keep a somewhat larger sum of money around at all times in case something breaks. Because not only is something going to break, but because it is older, then 
either having to completely reconstruct it or bring it up or, or make the repair to today's standards while also probably having to update some other things around that repair. Like we're talking like a plumbing system, right? If your toilet just stops working, chances are like you're not just gonna be able to like plunge it out. No, you're probably gonna have to either replace some plumbing or like the entire plumbing in the house. That is a very real thing that's happened. That's why I like the Property Brothers because if you've noticed on the Property Brothers, when they start when they start fixing one thing, they gotta tear down a whole wall because something else is broken. And that's why it's realistic. So you really have to have a somewhat sizable nest egg not for fun things, for like general um, daily function things that are absolutely going to happen, not if, when they happen, you need to make sure that you have that money set aside. And then one of the questions that Allison asked while we were doing this is, am I getting in over my head with an old house? And the answer is, if you have to ask that question, you probably are. Like if you have someone, I've had clients who have lived in old houses their whole lives. They know what they're getting into. They know the people to call when things are broken. That is absolutely a great idea but if you're one of those people where you're just like oh I look on Pinterest and I just like love old homes like I'm secretly terrified for you and I'm probably gonna try and stop you from buying the house at all costs because it doesn't do us any good if you're just like oh my gosh I am so in over my head and I have to sell this when I'm completely not ready do I have to update that when it's time to sell okay so as far as updating old homes goes I think that it's very important Personally, I've gone into homes where they've done like a total interior flip and while it's beautiful and breathtaking, a part of me dies inside because they haven't maintained any of the charm of the addition of the original homes. Like when you go into these, uh, there's a lot of row homes in Baltimore city where they just make them like completely wild, like led colored lights in the ceiling, um, electric fireplaces. And while those are totally freaking rad like a small part of me dies because the the charm of the home has not been you know preserved at all so I think it's really important to be very judicious and very slow when you make updates on these old homes like I would say start by painting a cabinet before you decide to rip out all of the cabinetry and put in you know whatever the ikea special is that's another thing that really grinds my gears when you have one of these old stately homes and you have a cheap shitty ikea cabinet i'm sorry but it, it just doesn't go together the aesthetics do not vibe and i do not like it so i think that it's really important to number one do things the right way number two do things step by step don't just go in and completely rehab unless you have some kind of plan to keep it somewhat you know of the time that it was constructed. But that's just me personally. If you wanna go in there and make a complete Ikea showroom in your 1800s house, that's on you. It's still gonna sell, everything's gonna be fine. But personally, if I were living in it, I would definitely wanna keep some of that character. Like I love when they have like the, the glass doorknob still. Ooh, even though I wouldn't wanna live there, I, that is not personally the kind of house that I wanna live in. Ooh, I love me a glass doorknob, right? I love like original wood, hasn't been painted, trim in a house. Again, a lot of people walk in and they fall in love with this idea, but if that is not congruent with your actual lifestyle, like me falling in love with an older home every time I go in, yes, of course it happens, but I am also almost like a doctor in the fact that I am very sterile and I can walk away from the situation and be like, I can definitely step back from the situation and say, wow, that is a beautiful home. That would be beautiful for my buyer. That would be beautiful. You know, my seller absolutely loves it, but that is not congruent or that doesn't really match up with my personal lifestyle. Some of the things that you need to think about updating on these older homes is <laughs> first and foremost, 
the HVAC. Like a lot of these homes have old, old, old furnaces that still completely work and are probably even more efficient than what we currently have, you know, in our current market with modern standards. But a buyer is going to look at it and be like, oh, that's old. Like it, it's, if they're not, if it's not the right vibe, then they're just not going to be attracted to it. Also, like, are we putting central air in a home that is beautiful and doesn't need to have the walls ripped out? Like those are the kinds of things we need to think about. Another thing that I see that tanks inspections are roofs and windows on older homes. You know, um, a lot of people don't want to replace the windows because the originals are so beautiful, but if they're not functional and they're actually detracting from the house, you know, water can leak in, gusts of cold air during the winter, like we really need to think about replacing those things. And replacing anything in an older home is going to carry a higher price tag. And roofing standards, don't even get me started. Roofing standards from hundreds of years ago, roofing standards from even like 50 years ago are totally different than what we deal with now. And if we're being completely honest, my kryptonite is a flat roof. In Baltimore City, I have had so many buyers and sellers come to a complete stalemate with these flat roofs where they're just constantly repairing them. And just due to the nature of a flat roof, we can never get it to work. And it makes me insane. And if I were to ever pass away, it would probably be due to the stress induced by a flat roof in Baltimore City. <laughs> Another situation that really has to be evaluated at all time is the plumbing and the electric. Again, electric is a safety hazard and the electrical systems in almost all of these homes were not meant to support all of the modern day devices that we have. And you either have to get over that or completely gut the house to get it to that standard and that is extremely costly. In one of my personal investment properties that's about 70 years old, I have had to rip out almost all of the plumbing from every single, it's a multi-unit, so every single one of the showers had to be, the plumbing had to be ripped out for about $1,000. We're just talking about from the shower to the main water line. $1,000 for each unit, that's $3,000 just to make sure that somebody could take a freaking bath. Like, these are the types of repairs that we're talking about, and this, these are the price tags that are attached to them. Now, I'm sure that I have probably scared the shit out of you with all of this doom and gloom stuff, but old homes can be beautiful. And as long as you are patient, as long as you are well-versed, and as long as you build up some connections with people that can help you, I think that old homes can be a great project, they can be a great lifestyle, as long as you realize that your expectations need to be adjusted, need to be adjusted as far as price tags, timelines and getting someone who's very specialized in these types of homes and these types of repairs. Like I'm about to put this 1800s house on the market and I am so incredibly pumped about it because it is so beautiful. But at one time my seller bought it and it was, there was no drywall. There was no plaster. It was just absolute studs. He bought it for less than $200,000 and completely renovated it while they were living in it. Thankfully, he and his wife were very well versed in these type of repairs. But I can tell you without a doubt that his wife, who I speak to almost every day, she wasn't fucking having it. Like there were times when she's like, I just wish I had a bathtub that worked. I wish I could just like live inside of my house and just live. Now this is an extreme case. You know, that house was very, very bare bones, but now it is absolutely a thing of beauty with a lot of the old, a lot of the new. I think the house is gorgeous, but they definitely had to restructure their life and figure out how they were going to live and renovate the house at the same time. 
When you have questions about real estate, you know I always keep it real. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Real Estate podcast.